1: Good Thursday morning. Welcome to the Vince Coakley radio program. Glad you are with us today. Isn't it wonderful? We're yet one day closer to Friday. Great stuff, right? (sighs) A lot to talk about as usual. And we will endeavor to cover as much ground as possible during the course of the next couple of hours. As you know, we had a lot of activity yesterday associated with Hunter Biden and his shenanigans, refusing to testify. And coincidentally, the House voted yesterday to approve an impeachment inquiry. We'll tell you what this means and what the next steps will be for this process. We have a number of interesting cultural stories to talk about. Some of them related to our... I guess how we relate to each other. One of the items is about a holiday party that is planned, but in this atmosphere of alleged inclusivity, we have a Democrat mayor who is promoting exclusivity. We'll tell you who she is wanting to exclude. This is really interesting stuff. It just blows my mind how people are just losing their minds culturally. We'll also talk about issues related to the challenge of technology. I've had the opportunity to see some new technology in place at Charlotte Douglas Airport that will ease the boarding process deal with security issues and there are some questions now being raised by some people about civil liberties what does this mean also there is an interesting movie that is coming out and the idea behind this is Civil War for the United States of America. How plausible is it? We might see something like that happen here. I've made mention of this a number of times. In fact, it's time for me to dig this story up. Maybe it'll be uh, very timely to share a story that I communicated to you some years ago. It was about a professor in the old Soviet Union who's predicting that the United States of America was going to break up Into several different republics I don't remember what the timetable was supposed to be for this but I've got to tell you the more I watch the events in our country and the way some people engage this is not just Democrats but now I'm watching Republicans who I think are every bit as divisive and destructive and we may very well head down this road to just blowing up the country. We will talk about this and how plausible this is for Therapeutic Thursday. We will talk about something very interesting and it is mysticism. A really good Steve Crosby post on this and it. Relates to something that some people are into. And like so many things with the world of Christendom, there are Christians jumping on this bandwagon. We'll tell you about warning from one Dr. Steve Crosby coming up a little bit later on. But first, believe it or not, some positive economic news. I think it's interesting. I have been in the midst of cleaning up for a move, and I came across a piece of mail. I need to find that. I know I had my hands on that just recently. Somebody, I don't know if it was an email, or it was snail mail, somebody sent to me saying, the Dow was not going to recover. This is going back years. At a time where, as you can recall, Economically, things took a dive after 2008. And I think this person was saying the Dow was never going to get back to (laughs) 30,000. Kind of interesting, isn't it, in light of what's going on now? The Dow has a rally going on after closing above 37,000 for the first time ever. 37,000. I mean next we're going to be talking about 40,000. That'll be the next level to reach. The 10-year treasury tumbled below 4% surprise gain in retail sales gave investors further confidence 2024 would bring a soft economic landing. The Dow up more than 66 points or 0.1%, the S&P gaining a half percent. The NASDAQ composite advancing by 0.7. Wall Street received fresh economic data that helped to fuel hopes for a soft landing. Retail sales increased 0.3% in November. The Commerce Department said in its latest sign that consumer spending remained strong as the holiday season continues. Economists pulled by Dow Jones forecast a decrease of 0.1%. So this is a surprise. Rather than a decrease, people were actually spending Around the holiday season. The 10-year Treasury note dropped below 4% for the first time since August. Traders mounted bets on rate cuts. This is the other interesting story. Rate cuts for 2024. The move lower in interest rates followed the Dow's more than 1% jump on Wednesday to reach a record high above 37,000. As the Federal Open Market Committee indicated, it may actually cut rates three times next year. Hmm. Michael Gapin, chief U.S. economist at Bank of America, yesterday wrote this. The Fed delivered the dovish pivot that we expected heading into the December meeting. While we did not expect the Fed to move to an outright easing bias, we did expect it to move to a more balanced reaction function in the event We think it did just that. And that's the other angle here. CNBC reports the Federal Reserve held its key interest rate steady for the third straight time and set the table for multiple cuts to come in 2024 and beyond. You know, we've had a lot of discussion on this broadcast about the impact of Higher interest rates. Remember we talked some days ago about the average mortgage above $3,000. Who in the heck can afford this? $3,000. I I think I've told you the story before of the family that I met moved into this city some years ago. They had a $4,000 mortgage in New York. Moved down here to get away from the madness of New York basically dropped the keys off, came down here, started a whole new life. It's like, why didn't we do this sooner? So whereas so many people have been priced out of the housing industry, out of the housing market, perhaps in the new year, the prospects look a little better. We'll talk a little bit more about this as we continue the broadcast. Also, we will delve into the impeachment inquiry formally approved, by the house of representatives and we'll deal with those civil issues the possibility of civil war civil liberties that much more as we continue our thursday broadcast
0: life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips
1: I don't need to talk. I'm just enjoying listening to the music, Bernie. (laughs) Well, One one of my favorite groups, of course, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I believe I've already mentioned that they are coming to Charlotte next year to perform with Chicago, which I will absolutely make it a point to be there. It's ought to be really good stuff. If you'd like to join the conversation on the Vince Coakley radio program, our phone number is 704-570-1110, 704-570-1110. For the break, I touched on the idea, the possibility, of rate cuts coming up from the Fed in 2024 and beyond. CNBC reports with the inflation rate easing, the economy holding in, Policymakers and the Federal Open Market Committee voted unanimously to keep the benchmark overnight borrowing rate in a target range between 5.25% and 5.5%. So it's holding steady. Along with the decision to stay on hold, committee members penciled in at least three rate cuts for 2024, assuming quarter percentage point increments. That's less than what the market had been pricing, but more aggressive than what officials had previously indicated. Now, markets had widely anticipated the decision to stay put, which could end a cycle that had seen 11 hikes, count them, 11 of them, pushing the Fed Fund's rate to its highest level in more than 22 years. There was uncertainty about how ambitious they might be regarding policy easing, Following the release of the decision the Dow jumped more than 400 points as you know going over 37,000 for the very first time. The committee's dot plot of individual members' expectations indicates another four cuts in 2025 for a full percentage point. Three more reductions in 2026 would we'll take the fed funds rate down between 2 and 2.25 close to the long run outlook but there are considerable there's some considerable dispersion in the estimates for the final two years that's going way way out and we have no idea heck we don't even know what's going to happen the next few weeks much less into a year or two but nonetheless the markets love what they are hearing the possibility of easier money and that. Would be the pathway to some significant economic changes so for that i'm encouraged i am very much encouraged because there are so many people so many people who are in a place of looking for that opportunity they really do Want to get into the housing market. And right now, so many folks, especially younger folks, they are shut out because of the current economic conditions. So, for their sake, it certainly is a good thing that change is on the way. One cultural story we want to touch on It's actually a positive story. Ohio lawmakers have voted to ban trans girls in sports and restrict medical care for trans kids. By the way, before I go into this story, I want to make something very clear. You're gonna hear legislation like this characterized as anti LGBT plus whatever. It's nonsense. This is not an attack on a community. These are protections, first, for children. Secondly, they are protections for women and girls against the incursion, the invasion of men and boys into their spaces. So Ohio lawmakers, they voted Wednesday to ban transgender girls from female sports and restrict the medical care of transgender minors. That's the key word, minors. House Bill 68 would prohibit transgender girls and women from playing on female sports teams in high school and college. It also prevents doctors from prescribing hormones, puberty blockers, or gender reassignment surgery before patients turn 18. Amen. This is nothing less than child abuse, ladies and gentlemen. To have these procedures carried out at a very critical time in these children's lives. A change added Wednesday would allow Ohio residents already receiving hormones or puberty blockers to continue as long as doctors determine stopping the prescription would actually cause harm. Proponents say the measure necessary to protect children. But LGBTQ, this is not surprising at all. Those advocates and healthcare providers contend it peddles misinformation about transgender medical care and could harm young Ohioans who need treatment. Dara Atkinson, an advocate with Trans Ohio says House Bill 68 will cause people to leave Ohio and no one should be forced from their home for any reason, but especially not because of extreme laws undermining their freedom and their safety. Ohio is our home, too, and it always will be. OK, that's really nice. You're a freaking adult. You need to these advocates need to stop focusing on identifying or trying to get children to identify with them and focus on the best interest of children, the children. This is not a contest to try to see how we can recruit people. It should not be. The Senate approved the bill 24 to 8. One Republican opposed it. Prompting cries of shame from protesters outside the chamber, the House returned Wednesday night for a final vote on changes made by Senate Republicans. Now it goes to Mike DeWine's desk. The legislation does not ban talk therapy, but it requires mental health health providers to get permission from at least one parent or guardian to diagnose and treat gender dysphoria. A previous version of the bill required consent from both parents or guardians. Senators also removed a provision that would have delayed the law's effective date for six months. Some parents may say, my parents beat me with a stick until I was black and blue. I'm going to do the same thing to my kid. Well, we prohibit that. So somewhere along the line, the state does have to intervene. It's a protection of the child. For transgender student-athletes. House Bill 68 says the genitalia a child is born with determines what sports team they play on. Well, duh. Right now, the Ohio High School Athletic Association allows transgender girls to join female teams if they've completed at least one year of hormone therapy. Pure madness. Seven transgender girls approved to play girls sports, 23 and 24, according to the association. Not clear whether Mike DeWine is going to sign the legislation. He opposed previous efforts to ban transgender girls and women from female sports, saying the issue shouldn't be handled by government. What an absolute idiot. That measure, initially, separate from the medical care bill, but House lawmakers combined them into one proposal. A DeWine spokesman said the governor is monitoring the bill, but declined to comment further. But it sounds to me... Like, this margin may very well be veto-proof. And I hope it is. Um, don't get me started on Mike DeWine. Still to come in the broadcast, <laughs> we will delve into impeachment. The House votes to explore, to inquire. This is not an actual impeachment, but an inquiry only. We'll also find out how Joe Biden reacted to this rather predictable also coming up questions about civil liberties with some new technology that's now at the Charlotte Douglas International Airport and we'll delve into some other interesting history that now is revisiting the former presidents we'll tell you why that's not a good thing that much more as we continue our broadcast On the Vince Coakley radio program, if you'd like to join the conversation, seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten. What do you think about this economic news we've had thus far? The possibility, the likelihood of rate cuts coming up in 2024. Does this make you feel any better about the economy? Because we know that overall, most Americans feel very gloomy about the economy as it is right now. Are you in that category, or are you feeling pretty good? Curious to get your thoughts on how well things are going. We'll also revisit this subject a little bit later on for political reasons as we look to 2024. Very important reason that we do that. Let's talk about impeachment. You heard the circus developing yesterday with Hunter Biden refusing to testify, He wanted to testify publicly, not behind closed doors. When out of house has formalized its impeachment inquiry into president Biden with a house vote, a step Republicans hope will add legal weight to their demands as the probe moves into a more aggressive in stage. The vote was two twenty-one to 12 along party lines to approve the resolution authorizing the inquiry. As you know, earlier in the day, Hunter Biden, the president's son who's at the center of many of the lines of inquiry, defied a GOP subpoena to appear for a deposition. Republicans leading the probe said his refusal reinforces the need for a formal vote. The resolution makes official an inquiry into Biden that has been underway for months after Speaker Kevin McCarthy in September said various GOP probes into the president would be under the umbrella of impeachment, but did not hold an official vote. Republicans have said they moved to formalize the inquiry in part because the White House responded to document requests last month with a letter that argued their inquiry was unconstitutional due to the lack of a vote, citing a Trump-era legal opinion. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, who is leading one of the arms of the probe, said we're very pleased with the vote. It's a message loud and clear to the White House. We expect you to comply. For his part, President Biden ripped House Republicans for what he called a baseless political stunt. In a lengthy statement issued minutes after the House voted along party lines to formalize the inquiry, Biden said, I wake up every day focused on the issues facing the American people. Blah, 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 blah. Real issues that impact their lives and the strength and security of our country and the world. Unfortunately, House Republicans are not joining me. Why would we join you? Where? In the morgue? Ooh, did I just say that? (laughs) Come on, people. I mean, really. This is really pathetic. And you know what I think one of the ironies is to all of this? Here, the Democrats... They love playing up these issues related to Donald Trump. They love demonizing Donald Trump. And they make fun of him when he talks about being a victim. Well, welcome to the party, Mr. Biden. So I hope you are equally entertained. Now the spotlight is on you. And frankly, I think there is more there, there, on this issue. And I think, honestly, this is very much a measured reaction. It is. All they're doing is an inquiry. Inquiry. And that's really important to understand. At this point... This is not an actual impeachment. That's a very important distinction. And they may do some further research and they may determine, you know, there's really nothing for us to pursue in terms of an actual impeachment process. So if that is the case, this thing dies And believe me, Republicans will have sense enough to pull the plug on it if there's nothing there. They're not going to want to look stupid and have egg on their faces if it turns out there is nothing there. But I'm telling you, folks, there's enough strands here. Enough strands that it's very clear that there are lines of inquiry that need to be explored. They must be explored. Love to get your thoughts on how this process is playing out on the Vince Coakley radio program. 7045 701110 is our number. Still to come, we've got some cultural issues. Is this a country that's literally pulling itself apart? We'll tell you about a trailer for a movie that is coming out. It's quite intriguing. Also, a Democrat mayor defends a decision about a holiday party. What in the world? Kind of a holiday party are we talking about? Wait until you hear this.
0: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: Still come on the broadcast, I would say uh, intriguing new technology... That is being deployed at airports right here in the Carolinas, including at Charlotte Douglas, raising questions about civil liberties. What is this technology? What does it do? And why are some people concerned? We will talk about this a little bit later on. I want to delve into a couple of cultural stories. This one really, (laughs) I was about to say this really blew my mind because... (laughs) But the truth is, it really doesn't blow my mind, because we're at a point in our country where people are determined to balkanize. That's really what's going on. I mean, I love Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And it's been cited, quoted over and over again about content of character over color of skin. That's all out the window now. Nobody cares about that anymore. Now everything's about racial identity. And we are seeing some really ugly things take place. I want to take you back to a very interesting prediction. And I'm going to contend that this Russian scholar will go down in history, perhaps... There's the possibility he may go down in history with an accurate prediction, but his timetable's wrong, and his reasons are wrong. Let me take you back to November 25th, 2008, a story reported by Fox News. A Russian scholar predicting the United States' current financial crisis. Remember the financial crisis of 2008? He predicted this will lead to the breakup of the country. Igor Panarin, professor at the Diplomatic Academy of Russia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, told the newspaper, America will break apart into six regions following the crisis. He said dissatisfaction is growing, and it's only being held back at the moment by the elections, the hope that President-elect Obama can work miracles, according to a translation by Bloomberg. But when spring comes, it will be clear there are no miracles. Panarin predicts the U.S. will split into the Pacific, the South, Texas, the Atlantic Coast, the Central States, and the Northern States, and hinted Alaska could be Russia's for the taking. Hmm. And ultimately said China and Russia will become the world's great regulators. That is exactly what they are hoping for. I wonder what's going on with this professor. I wonder if he's still around. Now, I think what he's predicting may actually happen. It may. It's not going to be over economics. And this timetable is off. But sadly, we do have people who are pushing this country toward civil war. Case in point. Michelle Wu, Democrat mayor of Boston, defends her decision to host, are you ready for this, a no-whites holiday party for electeds of color. Just before the party, when asked if she believed the gathering was divisive, Wu responded with a firm no. She faced severe backlash for hosting holiday party exclusively for electeds of color on Wednesday night, defending the event, claiming there would be more times for people of all races to come together in the future. The party sparked controversy from the start. Invitations were sent to all 13 members of the city council. However, within 15 minutes, the invitations were rescinded for the seven white councilors. Seven white council members were not invited to the event while six people of color were resent the invitations who remains unfazed and does not regret her actions i hope this woman's political career goes into the political dust heap this is an awful person i don't hesitate to say that this is not a mistake this is a terrible person and the fact she's doubling down on this Just before the party yesterday, when asked if she believed the gathering was divisive, responded with a firm no. She maintained there would be more opportunities for people of all backgrounds to celebrate together. Emphasized the Electeds of Color Party was deemed an appropriate way to celebrate identity, culture, and heritage in her city. This is a group that has been in place for many, many years. She's the first Asian-American mayor of Boston, by the way. We celebrate all kinds of connections and identity and culture and heritage in the city. Just hope yesterday, we hosted our official City Hall Hanukkah lighting. We've had tree lightings. We want to be a city where everyone's identity is embraced, and there are spaces and communities we can help support. Explaining the exclusion of white people from the invitation was characterized as an honest mistake. She declined to acknowledge that dividing people by race... Could be considered offensive i think we've been in a position at one point where an email went out there was a mistake in the recipients so there was truly just an honest mistake there are multiple ways we celebrate with everyone there are several parties where all the entire city council and all our elected colleagues have been invited to this 38 year old daughter of taiwanese Immigrant stated she and her team engaged in individual conversations with everyone involved to convey the exclusion was genuinely an unintentional mistake that occurred during the email typing process. <sighs> this, this woman, she needs to go, period. You just don't do this at all. You just don't. Interestingly enough, Here's a movie that will be intriguing to watch. I know I'll be watching this next year. A24's chilling Civil War trailer sees America tearing itself apart. Reported by Mashable. A grim picture with Nick Offerman playing the president. I'm going to tell you more about this as we continue our broadcast. But we begin with Therapeutic Thursday directly on the other side right here on the Vince Coakley radio program. Stay with us.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Welcome to our number two the Vince Coakley Radio Program. On this Thursday, still to come on the broadcast, we will talk about this Civil War trailer. What is the theme of this particular movie coming up in the early part of 2024? Can you believe we're on the edge of a new year? Donald Trump made a prediction during the debates back in 2020 it's a prediction that has really blown up in his face. We'll talk about this a little later. And it's also interesting because he's made yet another prediction. I don't know how many, many times I've said it. And I know some people are offended when I say it. But one of the best things this man can learn to do is when to shut up. When you have dug yourself into a hole. The best thing you can do is to stop digging we'll talk about this coming up in just a bit first how about therapeutic thursday there are a lot of things that are attractive to people fads i personally despise fads i hate them when people jump on bandwagons i don't even a lot of times relating to music or culture all kinds of things I just I don't get interested in them I'm bored a good part of the time because I I tend to be a person who thinks very independently and I don't like following the crowd I just don't care to be that kind of person but we've got this fad that's developed in the Christian world you know, it was kind of interesting. Last night, I know I'm going down another rabbit trail. I was intrigued by just reading a little bit of the history of the Beatles. And it was talking about how one of the things they were very effective in doing is impacting culture. And impacting the stirring an interest in Eastern religion, mysticism, that sort of thing. These are the kinds of things that people... Very much take cues from celebrities. It's like, oh, the cool people are into this. And as a result, people do not necessarily understand that they are going down a bad road. We'll just put it that way. On the subject of Christian mysticism, A friend, Dr. Steve Crosby, has a very short but very straight-to-the-point post. Any good thing handled poorly can go wrong. Any good thing handled poorly can go wrong. There's a very steep and slippery slide from I am a Christian mystic to I am a self-absorbed spiritual narcissist. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? I am a Christian mystic to I am a self-absorbed Christian narcissist. What does this mean? One of the things, and before I finish this post, that I've been very much corrected on years ago, and and this is kind of a deep thought, but one of the things the Lord really brought to my attention is, I am not ultimately the manager of my spiritual journey. If I'm his, he's the one who directs my steps. This was a revelation for me because I had been thinking all this time that I, I was really taking more on in my mind of thinking that there are things that I can do and accomplish that I really can't. Now, this this does not speak against spiritual disciplines or anything like this, but I will continue. So Steve says, there's a very steep and slippery slope, a slippery slide from I am a Christian mystic to I am a self-absorbed spiritual narcissist. I've seen it too many times for coincidence. Relationships ruined marriages broken, friendships terminated, just because somebody thinks the answer for their pain is in mysticism. Many who feel they have escaped the stuffy and stifling limitations of pathological Christian religion find euphoric relief in discovering the mystic way. However, that way, if not constrained and conformed by the theology of the cross and a personal walk that matches the theology, have just greased their slide. It's heartbreaking to watch. What is he talking about here? Well, he's talking about, you know, we've plenty of times we've addressed the many toxic elements within Western religion. I think those are easily recognizable. But then to turn all of that off and flip over to mysticism, where you've got into another ditch. And you can feel really good, perhaps disconnected from people and relationship and all the other things. It comes down to and I love the way Steve always brings things back here, the theology of the cross and a personal walk that matches the theology. I had such a conversation just this morning. I was discussing plans for the future and um, move that's coming up. And the person I was discussing this with, I said, you know, some of this is about personal preference for me. But ultimately, the question I'm asking is, Lord, where have you assigned me? Where do you want me? And if that means... He wants me to move to an area that is not necessarily of my liking, but has a place for me there. I'm willing to do that. This is not about my pleasure, not about my desires, my preferences. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, because it, it, some people can get really weird with this. You know, does God want me to have tea or milk? That's silly. But I want everything to pass through this theology of the cross and a personal walk that matches the theology. When I look at the life of Jesus, I see who he connected with, who he was purposeful about spending time with. And I think if we really do some Serious examination here. We would find this is not where many of us are spending our time. The downtrodden, the poor, the outcast. I mean, these are <laughs> these are challenging questions. Now, I can have all kinds of wonderful mystical experiences and be totally disconnected. And this is what Steve's talking about: totally disconnected. From reality and living out the call that's upon my life which is to love God and love my neighbor as myself you can't love someone that you're not around it's really pretty simple hopefully something helpful for you on this therapeutic Thursday still to come in the broadcast we will talk about predictions from the former president he made a prediction that has proven not to be true. Now he's made another prediction. Should we believe this one? We'll talk about this as we continue the broadcast. Also, we'll tell you more about this new technology that is getting rolled out in airports around the country, including right here at Charlotte Douglas Airport in this city. And we will discuss this Civil War trailer trailer. What is this picture of America that could be, God forbid? Hi. Back of the Vince Coakley radio program, 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. You know, one of the things that I get really annoyed with is when people just, you know, I I hope I explained this well some days ago. This is not about, you know, when I challenge or criticize something, this is not about belittling someone and making a claim of perfection or anything like that. What it's about is overall, calling for a pursuit of a virtue that we be, we would be a people who are getting better we become increasingly uh, I don't know I'm trying to remember what it is I shared the other day it must have been something for transformation Tuesday and the oh I know what it was it was a it was the item from <coughs> excuse me my friend Bob Prater, where he talks about the importance of self-awareness and repentance. It's in front of me now. Self-awareness and repentance. I'm just being honest with you. It's maddening to be around people who do not have these qualities. No self-awareness, no repentance. They just do whatever. And basically... The mindset is that you are the one who has to change to conform and to accommodate them and their awful behavior. See, I'm, I don't know about you. As I get older, I am less inclined to do that. It's kind of a paradox because on the one hand, I am that person who, as God calls me to be, I'm willing to spend and be spent for the gospel's sake. But on the same token, I am not going to sacrifice myself on the altar of someone else's personal preferences and, dare I say it, masturbatory pursuits. I'm just being blunt about it. I'm not called to do that for anybody. So it's frustrating to me when I see people Who just give people not only a free pass, but they give them everything they want. There's no responsibility, no accountability. They just, you know, whatever this person wants, they just give in to them. You know who I'm talking about. HuffPost has an interesting piece, and I know some people already, Yeah, I can't believe he's quoting from the Huffington Post. Well, you don't give people, you don't give your enemies the ammunition that they want. The headline here, Donald Trump's old stock market prediction comes back to haunt him. What was this prediction? As you know, the Dow hit a record high yesterday and prompted critics of Donald Trump to remind the former president of previous comments he's made about the stock market. Then-President Trump warned voters during a 2020 presidential debate with now-President Joe Biden that markets would crash if Biden won. Other detractors dug up Trump's April 2019 post on X, boasting about the then-record-breaking market and complaining he was under threat of impeachment for trying to extort Ukraine in exchange for dirt on Biden. You mean the stock market hit an all-time high today? And they're actually talking impeachment. Will I ever be given credit for anything by the fake news media or radical liberal Dems? So the stock market was going to crash. And now here we are 37,000. Now we've got a new prediction. What do we do with this one? Former President Trump says if he's not elected again... There will be a depression comparable to 1929. Folks, this is just pure nonsense. This man is delusional. And the sad thing is we have millions of people in this country still feeding into this ego. See, if you continue to engage this man and give him what he wants, which is power, which is support, which is accolades, you are creating a bigger monster. That's what you're doing. I mean, it's a really pathetic person who says, if you don't elect me, we're going into a depression. Now, I don't think anybody is here. (laughs) I don't hear anybody praising Bidenomics. But on the same token, it is delusional to suggest that only one person is capable of of moving our country in the right direction. I've said that I don't know how many times. Depression. It's him or depression. Talk about false binary choices. That's just pure nonsense. But unfortunately, this will be devoured by people who were determined to continue drinking the Kool-Aid. In any case, we continue the broadcast here at 27 minutes after 11 o'clock. Still to come, we'll talk about this new technology. It's being used right now at Charlotte Douglas Airport and other Carolina airports. We'll tell you what it does and why some civil liberties folks are concerned about this we will touch on this new movie civil war what is this about and in the cultural area a very interesting study on the number of people open to multiple partners or spouses yeah i'd like like 20 of them i'm just kidding (laughs) as we continue our broadcast
0: whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program with a developing story. And this reported by the UK Daily Mail. A disturbing story developing for sure. Hamas' plot to carry out attack on civilians in Europe is foiled. As Danish cops arrest seven suspects were operating on behalf of terror group. Mossad said Danish agencies had exposed Hamas's infrastructure in Europe. Danish authorities will question detainees as it's unclear what the motives actually were. But Israel saying now seven people arrested by intelligence and law enforcement agencies in Denmark for planning an attack on civilians had operated on behalf of Hamas. Israel's Mossad spy agency said the Danish agencies had exposed Hamas infrastructure on European soil. The suspects are Denmark, one in the Netherlands, on suspicion of preparing a terrorist attack. According to Danish police, the moves followed a coordinated cross-border police effort. At this point, no word on what the suspects motives were or whether they were in fact related to Islamist militancy or something else. The Danish Security and Intelligence Service said in August the threat towards Denmark had intensified after anti-Islam activists damaged several copies of the Quran over the summer. The investigation revealed a network of people has been preparing a terrorist act. The arrests and the raids that are being carried out today based on an intensive investigation carried out in close cooperation with our partners abroad. So this is not surprising, and I'm sure this is not the only thing that's going on out there behind the scenes in an effort to successfully pull off a terrorist attack. Let's talk about what is going on at Charlotte Douglas Airport. The Charlotte Observer reports more facial comparison technology. It's getting at it at Charlotte Douglas International to streamline the security process for people entering the U.S. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection Office, a field operation, showcased global entry processing technology that allows the expedited clearance for pre-approved and low-risk travelers upon arrival in the U.S. Travelers stand in front of a kiosk for a picture for clearance rather than going through the traditional arrival process. Eligible travelers can also use the mobile passport control app by submitting a document, photo, and customs declaration on their smartphone or mobile device. At Charlotte Douglas, several upgrades for biometric facial comparison technology brought to the public in recent years. There's also the outbound biometric exit program started in October to identify passengers before international flights out of Charlotte Douglas. That was installed at 65 gates. Now, Charlotte's airport started using facial recognition on passengers coming from foreign countries in May 2021. At the time, Charlotte was the only port of entry in North Carolina with the software. It's now available at Charlotte Monroe Executive Airport, Raleigh, Durham, and Wilmington. More than 300 million travelers have gone through biometric facial processing. And it stopped more than 1,800 imposters from entering the U.S., This is really good. So um, some of this technology is also being used on international flights before boarding. I've seen this, for instance, on flights on the regional side heading to places like Montreal and to Toronto. It's really cool because once they scan in your passport... The way you board for these flights, where they have this technology in place, you walk up, the camera captures your image, matches it up with your passport, and you're ready to board. I think it's cool. From that standpoint, there is a concern. The ACLU. They are pushing for Traveler Privacy Protection Act, a bill that would prevent the TSA from using facial recognition technology in airports. Now, Cody Vinsky said people across the country are concerned about the use of facial recognition technology, one of the reasons of the technology being potentially discriminatory. It's been demonstrated over and over again that has a harder time with accuracy with regards to people of color, women, and people with disabilities. The potential for expansion is very serious, and lots of folks across the country have chimed in to way against that. Now, a CBP spokesperson said, it's not mandatory for U.S. citizens to have their pictures taken, and they may notify a CBP officer and request a manual document check now Vinsky said he tried to opt out and was peppered with questions about his flights what do you think about this this concern you at all as you're traveling I mean I, when you come right down to it if you're if, if there's a mistaken identity whatever it is uh, you know uh, I assume this can be corrected with documentation I don't know. I don't have a significant amount of concern about this. But that's me. Maybe you're in a very different place. Love to get your thoughts. All right, a few quick items that I want to get to before the end of this broadcast. How is this for intrigue? A surprising number of men, women, Open to multiple partners or spouses. (laughs) Yeah. So much for monogamy. A new study by researchers reveals that a third of men and one in ten women are open to having more than one romantic partner at the same time. Are you surprised at all that more men are into this than women? The study involved 393 heterosexual men and women uncovered varying levels of openness to these arrangements. This is in the United Kingdom, by the way. 33% of men surveyed in the UK expressed a willingness to consider the idea of more than one wife or long-term girlfriend in a committed partnership, if it were legal and consensual. In contrast, only 11% of women indicated a similar openness to the concept of polygamous marriage. Yeah. The research explored individuals' perceptions of committed partnerships in which they either share their partner with others or shared themselves. The team examined two specific relationship models polygyny, where a man has multiple wives, and polyandry, where a woman has multiple husbands. The study revealed 9% of men surveyed were willing to share a partner, while only 5% of women expressed interest in such an arrangement. Now, comparing polygyny and polyandry, men were three and a half times more likely to say yes to the former than the latter, while women twice as likely to say yes to having more than one partner, compared to the idea of sharing their partner with someone else. What do you think about this? Anybody want to admit to this? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. Earlier in the broadcast. Oh, my goodness. Chris says, I must confess. What does he say here? I have fantasies about having a jet black African woman. Mm. Is that already your wife? you're just being silly (laughs) a grim picture Nick Offerman playing the president this is a story of an America tearing itself apart in Civil War the reviewer says the trailer feels deeply uncomfortable to watch a 24 dropped a chilling first look at the upcoming film which sees a near-future US descending into brutal conflict We're introduced to Nick Offerman as the president overseeing a dominant U.S. military, suppressing state by state. He's accused of using airstrikes against its own citizens while armed forces take over the streets of New York and Washington, D.C. Then the Lincoln Memorial is blown up. It's a grim picture. Kirsten Dunst and Wagner Mora star as war photojournalists trying to navigate their family through the violence while attempting to report the truth, despite Violent threats to journalists. There's a casually terrifying Jesse Plemons as an American soldier terrorizing their family and asking what kind of Americans they are. Civil War hit cinemas April 26, 2024. Hmm. Is this a movie you're interested in? Just a few months away. 2024. Amazing, isn't it? Let's take a look at the day in history. Bernie, how are you today? I'm good, Vince. I hope you are, man. Not bad thus far. We begin in 1799. Our first president passed away on his Mount Vernon estate. Who was this guy? That'd be George Washington. You are correct. 1900, the birth of Quantum Theory. 1911, we had... I hope I pronounced this correctly, Roald Edmondson and four others made it to the place that is about as far um, down as you can go on our globe. Where was it? Be the Bottom of the ocean? Bottom? The, oh, as far down? Well, okay, I guess South Pole? South Pole is correct. All right. 1939, this country booted from the League of Nations... This communist country was quite menacing at the time. What year again? Nineteen thirty-nine. Would this be a uh, communist country? Is this so- your Soviet Union? Or is You're this German? correct? USS, All right. USSR. All right. Nineteen sixty. A B fifty-two bomber set a record ten thousand miles without refueling. Wow, mm-hmm. that's quite some distance. Wow. 2008, an Iraqi journalist threw his shoes at this president. Who was it? Someone threw their shoes at a president. You did not see that video. 2008. Was this Bush? Who? It was George W. Bush. Wow. Indeed. Wow, yep. I did not know that. I, I don't know how I missed that. He he ducked twice. Yeah, oh you yes, the video. no, it's I have really seen. I have seen the video. You're right. I yeah. I it. It's okay. It's all right, Bernie. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all right, man. It's early. <laughs> and 2012, we remember the, the unfortunate events at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Mm-hmm. 20 children, six adults mm. killed in that attack. We end with a positive ending to this story in Paris. Uh, you're a married man. Can I you am. imagine losing a very expensive diamond ring? That would be uh, That, that would, would be rough. It would certainly be rough. Get a load of this. If you've lost a very expensive diamond ring, you might want to check the vacuum cleaner. That's what employees of one Paris Luxury Ritz Hotel did, and they got lucky. A Malaysian guest of the hotel filed a police complaint, alleging her diamond ring vanished from her room. The ring, are you ready for the amount of this ring? It's worth $800,000. Isn't that crazy? For a ring. People have too much money, Vince. More That's money insane. than cents. That's insane. Yes. Now, the Ritz-Paris wouldn't release details about the ring of the client, but said the ring had been found on Sunday. Here's how they found it. Thanks to metic- meticulous searches by security agents at the Ritz-Paris, the ring was found in a vacuum cleaner bag. Our client is very happy. The news Can you imagine how close they came to throwing out $800,000 just like that? That's insane for a ring. Come on. Well, that's all the time we have for this broadcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Lord willing, we're back tomorrow at the same time right here. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios.